Hey there, this is your host V. I'll be representing Creative Block at WonderCon 2023. If you want to hang out, talk everything animation, and get a free Creative Block button, come and say hi at table B25 in the Artist Alley. So see you on March 24, 5, 6 in Anaheim for WonderCon 2023. See ya! Hey, welcome to Creative Block. I'm your host, V. And I'm the co-host, Sean, a.k.a. Lord Spew on the internet. We interview people in the creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. Today we have with us Efesanachi. Uh, we have started out the storyboard sequence with some Ninja Turtle action as a little prompt to, to get us storyboard artists to draw together. Uh, the prompt was uh, to storyboard a brief fight sequence, maybe even a three-panel uh, three set of beats um, where uh, the Ninja Turtles are in some sort of fight with maybe it's shredder um uh if sinachi has started us off with our first frame and we're gonna have v start on our second frame i'm excited to see what we uh are doing here um i would love to ask you uh about a little about your journey going from doing this as a hobby, and by this I mean storyboarding, art, doing this as a hobby for fun, as a dream, to, oh, shit, I'm, I'm in the industry, I'm working. Uh, I'd love to hear about your 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 journey. Oh wow! Um, I, like since I can remember, I've been drawing since I was a kid. I actually, I don't think I would be on the the, the this path of you know making art, or I don't. I mean, I, I guess I'll call it art, but making art, if it wasn't for a family friend of mine who was super into comics, um, his dad, you know, he's born in Nigeria, but his dad would um, always travel to like maybe the States because it was hard to access graphic novels or comics back then. So his dad would travel out here, get him like a shit ton of like comic books. And he was way older than I, I think I was like six. And he was probably like 13, but I, I always hung out with like the older kids. I never hung out with like the kids my age. So I would hang out with like the older boys, play video game. And I remember I saw him um, reading um, this comic book, it was Archie, you know? Mm. Yeah, like the Riverdale Archie. So I was like, whoa, what is that? I got like super hyped about it. And he, 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 he was like showing me, um, <clears throat> the comics because he had a lot of them and he would draw too because he would get the comics and try to make his own story so that kind of got me interested in doing art and since I remember I picked it up and I started drawing fast forward to like high school um, no like this was like I don't know what you guys call it here but in Nigeria we call it primary school this is before mm -hmm. you get into high school mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, elementary school elementary we call it school, here yeah mm -hmm. So I was in like primary school and my best friend at the time, he's, he's passed now, God rest his soul. Um, he, uh, we, we were neighbors, so we'll go to school together and we'll 
talk about like all those cartoons we watched. Um, so we, we started writing. I would write and he would write and we'll compare the stories and decide to draw because I could draw a little bit better than he could. So he would write more than I would and um, I would, you know, draw the stories and we'll make like, like a whole comic and put it in a printer, print it out and give it to like, our classmates so they can read. And I started doing that just for fun because, you know, I didn't have anything else to do. At, at the time, I remember telling my mom, oh, I wanted to be a comic artist. And she said to me, no one does that as a career. At, and this was mm-hmm. talking about like the early 2000, 2005-ish, I think. Right. Yeah. So you you don't see people from where I come from doing art as a career. You're either a lawyer or a doctor or something, you know, something important important so I was um telling her oh I'm gonna be a comic artist and she said no one does that for a career I was like oh well I see people like do these books and she said oh yeah they have day jobs which probably is true I don't know (laughs) (laughs) and then they just do it for fun Mm -hmm. and um, fast forward I go to uh uh, university um I think no sorry let me reel it back before I went to university just before I graduated high school I um I came across a friend of mine he's still my best friend so today he, he does environmental painting his name is um Harrison Yinfawi. he was in university was in college that's what you guys call it here he was in college and I was just about to get into college so I I I had a drawing a bunch of drawings I did and I went to um I went to the gym because there was like this game like there was a game going on so I went there and he he happened to be there with a, a friend a mutual friend that I knew I didn't know him at this time so I showed the guy my my comics and my friend saw it and he dissed me he was like oh I could do better than this, this is <laughs> yeah and then, oh no Fight, this is our fighting words, yeah. man. Because he was in college, and I was in high school. Like, yo, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. 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 But were you like, this is the beginning of my underdog? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Time to unleash. Have you seen that? Have you seen that that um that Michael Jordan <laughs> meme where where it was like from from a from a Michael Jordan um documentary on Netflix where he said, and this is where I took it personal. Uh-huh. Thing. It's a meme, so that's where I took the person. Yes. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show him. So, yes. <laughs> so I started drawing, like, really took it really seriously. And then I wanted to, that whole and interaction actually made me want to go into, you know, university um, or college, whatever, just to call it, and study arts and animation. But my dumb brain, I didn't research what the school which is um university of nigeria that's the university i went to i didn't research what it is they taught there so i thought oh i'm gonna go there they're gonna teach me how to make comics animation stuff you know mm-hmm. uh, things i like so i get there and um they're teaching um like renaissance arts michelangelo which is cool all this art theory and stuff mm-hmm nothing related to making animation making film nothing right. so I, I like I was there for like uh, my first year 
was I was done so uh, sophomore year I started thinking oh shit I want to drop out I don't like this anymore mm. yeah I wasn't having fun but I didn't drop out just yet so um I think at the time I was making comics me and the, the my friend who dissed me before I got into college we we kind of became tight when I when I came <laughs> in yeah we just I love that you you're become tight friends even though yeah, he was we, like <laughs> it was so weird like I remember I hated him so much then but yeah. <laughs> I get, he's he's my best buddy like um so we can type and oh, then nice. and then we um he introduced me to deviant art I didn't know anything he he showed me deviant art I don't know how he knew about that but apparently they all knew about deviant art and there was like this community of artists doing stuff so I'm like oh shit this is cool inspiration mm. and then we decided to form a, a comic book clique where we would um you know make comic books on deviant art and um we at first it wasn't going you know it was just there and then until we started getting commissions and um people would you know will i say hire us to make their comics for them and it was always a problem with me because I they would want a comic of um maybe two pages and I would draw so many panels it would extend to seven and the 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 clients will complain about it like um no you just meant to like make only two pages I can't afford uh seven and I'm like oh it's fine don't don't, don't worry about it it's just your story wasn't emotional enough I think you needed more pages to express what you're trying mm. to and uh, they would say to me oh this is not a movie or animation like this is just a comic just draw the you know mm-hmm. the, um the the actual panels you need for for the story so i was like this is not fun so i didn't mm-hmm. like that and then i i stopped getting people to hire like i stopped taking comics as commissions and just decided okay let me figure out um what is it i could do that to tell stories i mean i might start writing but i like to draw but i want to tell stories with characters and people and you could watch it visually you just you don't just have to read it and i discovered oh there's something like film directors but i don't have a camera i'm too broke i can't afford to get a camera mm-hmm. so i started researching more and found out oh there's other people who work with directors, of course, there's a shit ton of people, but there's storyboard artists who get the script and then they get to draw like a comic form format. Mm-hmm. So I, I got really interested in that and um, started researching more. And I came across this, this animation changed my entire life and perspective. I came across the Boondocks. Oh, great. Yeah, that's a cool show. It's really cool. Yeah. I came across the Boondogs and I was like, oh, shit. I binged every episode. I could literally say word for word, most like all the dialogue in all the episodes. That's how much I watched it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out, oh, there's the there's a team of people who worked on it. And after the writers, the the next phase is the the storyboard artist who put together these amazing shots and all the plots mm-hmm. and all this stuff that I get to see 
of course, all the art teams are amazing, but I just had this thing for storytelling and that's what interested me most. So I really started looking, looking into being a storyboarder. I, I, I was still in my uh, sophomore year. Yeah, like mm-hmm. sophomore year, yeah, yeah. So I started looking into it and started skipping classes because I wanted to uh, <laughs> figure this thing out. And um, practicing, working on myself, watching a, a shit ton of um, random like YouTube um, videos, breakdowns, film, movie breakdowns, all mm. that stuff. Because um, I saw, you know, I saw the process as um, it's a it's a form of storytelling. It's not just like because I see people who say, "Oh, animation," and I just felt like, "Oh, it's it's animation, is just a medium." Um, yeah for film so it's it's all still in the same spectrum and um i would watch all the 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 shit i could find on the internet and then i start um thank god for the internet because i don't think i would have done like a lot of stuff i'm doing today without um amazing people i've met on the internet um yeah yeah i remember when i started doing it um I reached out to a good friend of mine. Um, his name is um, Martin Bordenave. He, uh, yeah, he, I asked him, I don't even know how that happened. I just saw, I don't think, I don't remember if it was like Facebook. I know I saw him somewhere and I was like, hey, um, please, could you show me how to, uh, how how you, the to storyboard for industry standard? And mm-hmm. he said, he, gave me a few tips and then um told me hey maybe i could get a script and um when i get the script i just i could read it or get anything any form of literature just look at it and try to break it down um you know um in my own way in a storyboard format so i i took that his advice and i proceeded to do that for a while then i started doing my own um my own stories where I would, um, you know, chicken scratch a short story and then that I can only look at because I am I, ashamed to show it to anybody. And I will put it, uh, I'll write it, then make a thumbnail of it and try to storyboard that whole idea, just a short. Um, mm-hmm. I give myself assignments because I felt like that way um, would help me improve. So I kept doing that for a while um, and I kept getting a little bit better. Did you have anyone to show um, your uh, little self-assigned projects? So you were doing, yeah? Who did you show them to? So so I I didn't have anyone at first. I would just do it. I I had a whole year where I would do a ton of boards and I never put it anywhere. I would just look at it by myself, try to critique it by myself. So I would, or I would get a movie, watch Mm -hmm. that movie and try to, thumbnail or remake that movie um just to get the idea of why the director made it that way shut the shut choices he chose you know Mm. try to backwards decipher what they were trying to do Mm -hmm. so um yeah i did that for a good while and um then i when i got got the confidence because i didn't think i was good enough when i got the confidence i started trying to put it up online Mm. um 
what um, platform were you using when you started um, putting your post? I was putting it on DeviantArt and Facebook. I just, those were like the only two um, platforms I ever had at the time. Oh yeah, what year was that? Just uh, I was wondering because Facebook feels like so ancient now. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is ancient, but this were, was uh, probably 2014 ish, twenty sixteen. Oh yeah, so it was still I, it was still there. Yeah, yeah people were still yeah. using it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then lo and behold, I made this comic. It and Ratsy Christ, um, he was at DreamWorks at the time. Oh yeah. And he was having, he was teaching this class. Uh, it was um, what class was that again? Uh, how to draw or how to I don't remember. Rat Christ, how to whatever class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want to right now, you can go on uh, type in www.how to whatever uh, class by Red Seacrest. I think you can type Rad Rad how to. Right. Yeah. How to. Red how yeah. to school. Yeah. Yeah. Red, yeah. He's great. Yeah. You know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's great. No, it, he's really awesome. And I'm it's I'm I'm so interested in like your journey because you were like pretty much by yourself. Like you didn't really have yeah. a lot of people teaching you. The only thing oh, you had uh, was school and school yeah. was only teaching you fundamentals, which I'm sure I mean, even though you were like kind of like Ah, oh, that's boring. It still was kind of helpful, right? Anatomy and stuff. You still kind of got some stuff out of school, would you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. I did get um some stuff out of school, especially the live drawing classes. I yes. think those were the best things they ever did for me because I took those live drawing classes seriously, and um, mm. they me so right now I still do them. Still do live drawings, you know. Whenever I'm experiencing a slump or creative or you know. Yeah, I could tell from your drawings. I'm like, this is a guy who's got, done a lot of life drawing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do it a lot. Yeah, I, I sometimes think, man, people get tired of my drawing because I do a lot of life drawings. I try to draw not just human beings. Sometimes I would say, oh, to this week I'm drawing horses. This week I'm drawing cows. Just some stupid mundane stuff. But yeah. So um, I was just thinking, there's limited. There's not that many careers where if you're like. You look like you know your way around the body, like <laughs> that. That that it, it. There's not that many different professions where that's like an acceptable thing to say. I think it's just art and uh, doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, art and doctor. Yeah, art and doctor. <laughs> Both equally important. Yeah, <laughs> but that's really cool that you. That's really cool that you like. Um, you you did so much work on your own. I think like that's something that I want to highlight because on your own you were like. I am looking for this animation because Boondocks was like you. How did you uh, find it? Like you, I you... Said, Ooh, it was bootleg. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I so, don't think they weren't. Were they airing Boondocks in Nigeria? No, not really. No, no, you know, no, not at all. You know, when I saw Pokemon, apparently it was you guys had already seen it. So what happens is here um, the TV net on before. Um, people started buying like cable TV and all that. Mm -hmm. The networks would just um, get, show us reruns or old stuff that you guys probably saw like five years ago. So if you, if we were still in that time and you guys saw Adventure Time um, six years ago, I would be seeing Adventure Time right now. And you oh, guys saw yeah, like, yep, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, yeah so yeah. There, was no, there was no place you could um, ever watch streaming stuff. So we um, 
I got a friend of mine would bootleg it off of um, YTS, something like that. I don't even know how he came across it. And then he would show me and I saw it. I was like, whoa, this is the most incredible stuff I've ever seen. Because this is, it's not anime, you know, like Japanese anime, anime, mm-hmm. but it has the anime feel to it. And it's still uh, um, Western American stuff. I, I I don't know how to explain it, but it was just new to me. So mm-hmm. I, and and that's also how I felt when I um, um, saw Samurai Jack because um yeah yeah ooh like Samurai Jack changed a, a lot of stuff for me. But anyways, when I saw the Boondocks, I I went crazy because I never thought, thought oh shit like the, the people who come together put together like the script with a director, write a storyboard, make layouts, and then go like all that those stages. So I had to you know try to teach myself. And um, I guess I was uh, lucky enough. Um, Rat Secret saw it, and he he some a comic I did. Um, mm. it, you know, it was just like um, thumbnails, like storyboard frames, and I just put it somewhere randomly on my social media, and then on my Facebook. And he saw it, and he's like, "Hey, I really like what you're doing here." Um, I see potential. Do you want to take my class? And I told him, oh, I would love to, but um, I'm, I don't have money. I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, 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 you're not going to pay. You're going to take it for free. I was like, oh, Whoa. yes, that's so great. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, he, he believed that. in you that much, dude. That's yeah, crazy. I know. Like, it was crazy. Like, he believed in me that much. Um, I mean, I, I accepted it. I was like, wow, like, thank you. And I took his classes and did, you know, some assignments. And that's when he would, you know, look at my board and critique it and say, oh, uh, this shot is good. You, you don't use this shot. Or why did you um, have to show this again when you already showed it in this scene? You know, all that film yeah. stuff. So mm-hmm. I, after the class was over, I took that and really started practicing on my own with like the little knowledge I had and um, for so long then I knew about how to at least use my social media a little bit I still don't know how to because I suck at it but I could (laughs) now I knew oh I can post um, I have to write what it's about and um, um, hashtag it whatever you know Mm -hmm. yeah so I started doing that and um he i met i i got the attention of a, this guy he's such an amazing director um he worked he was working his name is uh, michael gunnell michael gunnell he's um yeah he was working on like the 2d spider-man that came out um what's that spider-man called again shoot i don't remember it was uh I'm so sorry, guys. Bring fart. I cannot remember right now, but it was a Spider-Man show that Marvel came out with. It was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And he was gonna, going to be directing on it. And he reached out to me and said, hi, man, I've been seeing your work. Um, oh, before then, we we would correspond on DeviantArt because I would comment on his stuff. Or- oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really great to highlight because it is true, like, Posting art is good, but you also have to like interact with other artists that you look up to because then you do build the network in that way. That's really great. Exactly. It's a, you build a good relationship. And you just, 
relationship off of being genuine like hey i really like your stuff and um, i'm not i don't need anything but if you ever think i'm cool and you want to throw me a bone hey i'm here i'm over here yeah, yeah 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 if you ever think i'm cool yeah <laughs> I, I hope anybody that thinks I'm cool lets me know because that <laughs> would be sick. <laughs> that would be awesome. I feel like I feel like a lot of artists, we just kind of like look at each other and think we're cool without saying it. We're like, just look at each other silently and we're like, maybe yeah. they're going to notice me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, he, he reached out to me. He was like, hey, man, like your boards are really cool. Um, do you want to, um, do you want to, work on this new show i'm moving over to and i turned it down i was like no uh, i don't i can't i don't think i want to do that like, oh really why? why oh yeah so i was not very confident about my skill level mm. and and i didn't think i was ready to do it so instead of burning a bridge or just delivering you know half-ass work i decided you know I'll just wait, you know, take my time, figure it out, work harder, get more experience. Then if it happens, it happens, you know. Right. So, yeah, I um, turned it down and said, oh, no, I, I really appreciate it, but I don't know that I can do it. Um, I'm not ready for this yet, you know. And that was it. I thought I missed. I remember saying this to some friends at the time, and they're like, oh, man, you messed up. Like, why would you say no? Next time you say yes. Yeah. But, I still felt good about saying no because I just knew I, I couldn't handle that. I I I think I I had started using like storyboard pro the old version at the time too, mm. so I didn't even know how to get my way around anything. Um, and I got an offer that fast. It, I mean, I wouldn't ask anyone not to take it, but if you're sure you you're you're not gonna take that responsibility and do it well it's kind of like when someone who um just right off the back maybe you're done college and you get like a directorial like debut or something mm. that is good but you know it, it's okay if you're not ready for it and just take your time and get more experience so you can actually i know, see yeah you want to make sure that like you're you kind of like your first chance you show everything yeah. you're capable uh, capable of rather than just risk kind of like stumbling and like you know that was the feeling yeah exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. that's how I felt so I, I didn't think I could do it and um mm -hmm. I turned it down then um a year later Ratsy Christ reached out to me because he was devel developing people and um he try to hire me and I said oh sure I can do it sure like I mean I know him already uh, at least yeah. a long ago he taught me so um I felt a little bit more confident you know working with him so the DreamWorks couldn't hire me for freelance just because I was in Nigeria and um oh I I do remember how um yes yes let me go back to that because I yeah this keeps keeping my mind I do remember how Mike Gunnell probably um, found my work. Um, fast forward before he reached out for the Spider-Man, no, back, back, let's backtrack, before he reached out for the Spider-Man gig. Mm -hmm. I was part of a competition. It was a Miller World, um, you know, Mac Miller, or the, yep. the, the comic guy, Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Mac Miller had a competition and um, it was 
a competition where people like young people could or upcoming budding artists could post their comics and they would pick the best five and you guys would team up and um and make make a book so oh wow uh, yeah yeah I was oh. part of a five that was selected. I remember reading an an article. That article was so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I read it, and the 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 writers were saying, "Oh, Mark Miller put together this amazing artist, the writer from India. Even though he had all this adversity and elephants to climb, he still did it. <laughs> an artist from Nigeria with bad internet, he still managed to put together some amazing pages." I was like, "No, no." No, no one needed to know that I had bad internet. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's crazy. <gasps> I mean, so, so I wish that somebody would write about me like that. Like Sean, you know, Sean uh, made it into the industry, even though uh, he only had the lowest possible internet, and also that week <laughs> the internet was on the fritz because Spectrum was fixing it. Um, uh, he but he still made it. <laughs> that's so crazy! Wow, no, that's. That's fun. Yeah, like that's where I remember now. That's where um, uh, Mike Bunnell saw my my work, and he was like, "Man, that's cool! Congratulations!" You know, blah blah blah. And then we started talking a little bit more, and he offered me the the storyboard on the Spidey stuff, which I turned down quick because like that would have been a disaster. Yeah. So um, that happened, and then Ratchet Christ came, tried to get me on Kipo. That didn't work out. And Michael Gunnell came back again, now working with um, DreamWorks, and he was directing on Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was directing on Fast and Furious, and he reached out and said, hey, man, um, me again. Uh, what's up? Do you think you're ready to? And I, said, I quickly said yes, because I felt, you know, yeah 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 you were done playing hard to get yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was looking at him and saying what do you bring to the table <laughs> what can you do for me yeah. <laughs> so i i said yes because you know I, I had taken my time to try to at least work work up some experience you know do feel like I'm confident now to handle whatever assignments I was going to get and um it was such an amazing experience I I got the boards and I was quickly thinking oh I'm going to show them what I can do and I sent it in the guy who was directing I don't remember his name who was handling me on this episode sent it back and was like no he trashed all those boards like he didn't like anyone oh. and he told me it was too generic yeah I was just like he can literally <gasps> Yeah, which was true though, and he wasn't doing it like to be like mean. He, he mm. really... you know what? You're very humble, and you're good at learning and 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 like examining yourself. There's a lot of people that come with an ego, and I admire that you're able to be like, yeah, no, the boards weren't good. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. No, but the, I don't think the boards were good because he changed my perspective on you know I would watch movies and I. Sometimes I still maybe make that mistake, but you know, I'll choose a shot that I already saw somewhere. Now I'm not paying homage to it or whatever, but you just regurgitating something that already exists. Mm-hmm. You take all this stuff in your visual library. So of course you sometimes will create something that you're familiar with. But he was trying to make me think outside the box. You know, how would I tell? I'm not gonna tell this story like Sean tells it. Tell it like I will tell it from my own perspective and. 
I I kept doing thumbnails and thumbnails and sending him until we finally figured out, you know, okay, this is good. This is a good balance. And he gave me notes. It was, it was a lot. And let's not forget about the bad internet because, woo. Yeah, man. that's like, yeah, okay, that's- so... <laughs> Oh, you have my condolences, my friend. Oh, because, okay, all I remember, for me, my experience of bad internet is only when I was, like, 56K. But, it's, like, I want you to let us know, like, what is, what does that How mean? How bad was it? Or, like, How oh, bad was it? No, like, you know what I mean? Because I'm, like, cause I don't, I don't know. So, so, you don't um, have to answer. <laughs> I was living, I, I was living in, um... I was living in a not small city, but a little. So how, why that happened was um, at the time when I got that gig, I had already dropped out and moved with my friends to um, a bigger city in Nigeria called Lagos. It's mm-hmm. you know pretty big, kind of like New York, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's Lagos. You know, it's bubbling. That's where you get to see white, more white people, where you get to see different diverse people, mm-hmm. and it's a big city. So I moved there, and. Uh, my mom tried to make me come back. Yo, uh, by the way, sorry, I have to chip this in. My origin story is so long. I feel bad for you guys. No, I love it. It's great. No, it's I great. think this is amazing. Start out with a, a schoolboy villain who's like, yeah. you can't do this. And you're like, I will do this. I'm about okay. to unleash. It's like and a then movie. You had people who were like, he doesn't wow. have internet. People don't believe in him. <laughs> yeah. around. His schoolboys don't believe in him. He doesn't have internet. How is he going to do it? How is he going to do it? <laughs> and it's also like, we've never had this story before. It's so, it's yeah. like. So I'm like really riveted. I'm really invested. So keep going, please. <laughs> so uh, I I moved to that city. I you know try to like figure stuff out. Me and my friends were working, living in a all together four of us, five. I don't remember in a, a two bedroom apartment. You know, like a man cave thing. And then okay, like pounding me. You got I have to come back and get this degree. She she feels ashamed. She can't tell her friends what I do. Um, all her friends' kids graduated, you know, yada, yada, yada. And she kind of convinced me to come back. So I went back to my small town where my my school is. And there's really sucky internet. Real sucky. Like, I would try to upload, a, a, say, a file of um, 250 megabytes, and it would take hours. Now, okay. Imagine send. Imagine trying to send a whole storyboard file of um, you know a sizable amount with 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 audio track and everything. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So I had to always send emails and say, "Hey, please, I'm so sorry." Like the internet, the internet, and yeah, it it was so bad. Um, I couldn't stay through the whole um, episode of um, Fast and Furious. I think I was in like three episodes or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a straw for me. I remember calling my sister, my older sister, who had moved out, you know, working, leaves in another city. I told her, I'm going to leave and I'm not finishing this degree. I don't enjoy being here in school because they don't teach me anything. I literally spend my whole time watching videos and teaching myself. So mm-hmm. I should do more of that because... I get more fulfillment with doing it. And this is not to say or shape, you know, schools or... Um, Dude, fuck school. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but I, I no, no, I'm just I'm joking. I do think it's yeah, like yeah. it's an important perspective because like yeah. for me, I was the kind of person who was very much like I have to do everything that people tell me to do. So if people were like stay in school, get your diploma, do all these things, I was very much like oh, like I got to stick to it. But then oh, much later, I had the realization that I lost some time to that because I, I you know, I, so I think having your perspective of like you being like, this isn't doing it for me. And I know I can learn better, faster with my way. I think it's a really insightful and great uh, thing to put out because it's like, you have to kind of always kind of reevaluate, right? As a person, like what is really working out for me? So yeah, I think I think it's worth it. Uh, it's worth talking about, but also, like, like some people will automatically hear like, "Oh, you don't have to go to school," and be like, oh, "Okay, I don't have to go to school. I'm just gonna go get a job." And like you, you have to pick up that slack on your own. Yes, and you, it, you're teaching you're, you're teaching yourself, and yeah. that's hard. But school isn't for everybody, and yes, um, even if I think this is also probably a lesson on like if you have a school that you you're like, man it's not teaching me a whole lot yeah. at the end of the day school is going to be what you make of it it maybe it's a place for you to get yourself to finish a thing maybe it's yeah. like every day you go home and you watch tutorials or like it's all going to be what you make it yeah you guys just said absolute facts because it's how i was just there you know buying time and do doing my own thing I wouldn't I'll be like oh I'm going to classes and then just go somewhere and like chill my friends place and draw and talk about comics and animation mm -hmm. so of course it's essential it's needed but I remember when I was dropping out that was one of the scariest moments in my life because I can't yeah. think, how am I gonna do it and I remember watching this video um I searched for a video like people who dropped out of school and how their experience was I swear to god I did this and I remember some guy who said if you take that step and leave, just remember if it doesn't work out, you're gonna hold one person responsible, yourself. Wow. So, yeah. So you're going to try and do anything possible it takes to make whatever it is you, you're choosing to venture into work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm gonna do this. And no one in LA where the studios are, notices me or ever sees me so i'm going to have to work at least five 50 times harder yep to be on the level that the guys who were there so if they have a bar of like 50 percent mm -hmm. hard work to do i have to work 70 because i am out of the spectrum out of the radar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so i have to try at least to be on that level or if not better I'm still working on it because shit, animation is a lot of work and you learn every day. So that's the mindset I had when I was, you know, dropping out and going into this thing. But that's how bad my internet was. So that's <laughs> the deal of um, Fast and Furious and how it happened. But the whole experience in Fast and Furious was uh, one of like the best things that happened for, to me because it prepared me for more things i had a little confidence in myself oh shit i didn't do so bad in this i guess maybe i can do more yeah yeah and um i got a here and there had this opportunity a lot of opportunities um i remember i did some freelance 
work for um flying bark studios on a oh yeah 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 um, um ninja lego movie no uh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 got it the lego the the monkey kid lego yes uh, yeah that looks yeah, great by the way that show is so good yeah. the animation is insane it's so good such a crazy studio like those guys are incredible so i i did that and uh I can um I kind of want to ask you a question if you're comfortable answering because yeah, I'm also um international so I kind of know about like the visa process and how it's tricky. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm from France. I moved out here um in 2016 and it's so hard like getting all the paperwork and I wonder what it was like for you uh getting that paperwork in order to work on fast and furious and if it was easier to work no. on flying bark or was it harder kind of how was that you know whole thing i that whole thing i was in nigeria still working from nigeria i hadn't gone anywhere i was all the work i had done so far i i did most of them when i was in nigeria so mm. what had happened is um i you know bumping around here and there doing some films doing all this stuff I had a chance to um work I think I was working for with um Jeff Wamister on on a on a um Green Lantern movie mm. for one yeah so I had done that and um that went pretty well so he would often hit me up whenever they had a, some stuff going just to you know get on some like freelance work and that helped me, I guess, build some um, um, uh, confidence with the studio. Mm-hmm. And then one day they said, hey, um, do you want to come to LA? And I was like, shit, heck yeah. <laughs> and they said, okay, cool. We'll um, help you move out here for a little bit. And then um, that was it. I, that's how I got the chance to come out here and, um, you know, work for them but um i had before that happened though i was with netflix for about a year mm. freelancing yeah no i was full-time but i was working for nigeria mm-hmm. so yeah i did um some work on that the bounty hunter the show um coming out in mm-hmm. february mm-hmm. yeah so um that i've had like crazy experience i don't even sometimes i don't even remember a lot of things um what came first oh did I work on this first because I was sometimes I was saying yes to a lot of things and that was killing me the reason I was doing that is I just felt I needed to like make my mark I needed to say me I'm here and I felt oh I wouldn't advise anyone to do it I I learned my lesson and slowed down on doing that but I burnt myself out a lot a lot a lot trying to do that I feel like we all kind of have that moment when we're like trying so hard to prove to everyone that we're worth it and we like burn out really bad <laughs> how did how so bad how did how did that how did you um like get over that burnout like did you were you able to take a break were you or like were you did you keep working through it how did you kind of get Sometimes. through that so, so sometimes I would work through it till I got sick. I would get sick a lot. I would, Oof. yeah, yeah. I used to live very unhealthy lifestyle where mm. 
I'll be up very late hours. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at what Sean is drawing. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, oh, this drawing of you. <laughs> that is so funny. I love it. I love it. So, uh, <laughs> so I would um work so crazy hours, and um I would literally get sick, and then I'll send an email and be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm sick." That would give me some time to take a break, and then I'll get back into it. I would try to work through it, but after some time, I realized, "Hey, this is not the best way." Um, I actually I saw this video. Um, my mom would send me videos on WhatsApp of, um, "Oh, you get you might die at forty if you don't get enough sleep." And yeah, and then I saw I saw it. I was like, shoot, I don't want to die at 40. So I need to, I need yeah. to relax. <laughs> ah. I need to relax. So um whenever I hit a slump or I I hit a block, um what I, I have a very unhealthy way of handling it. Uh honestly, yes, a very um <laughs> unhealthy way of handling that I'm experiencing a, a, a an art block and it's a phase and you know I could I might get past it so I judge myself a, a lot or I tend to um compare my I mean not as much like when I was younger it was so bad um oh you were like comparing yourself a lot to other people when yeah. you were younger and now yeah. you're you, you're more able to be like okay this is me this is them and this is kind of like my style my thing yeah. we're different people it's yeah, exactly like I'm like oh well I guess you no know, I'm not seeing the all those stages they had done worked past to get to where they are. yeah I'm working on my own journey so I have to just be kind to myself um and understand that hey it it's a process just do that do your thing and you get where you're going to um you're on your own trajectory your own journey you're not everybody else and you cannot be like them and they cannot be like you so you know mm -hmm. be, uh, be kinder to yourself a little bit and um once i realized that i i tend to go back to like the fundamentals you know why i really like doing this Maybe I can go back to like an old cartoon I, I liked um, and just rewatch it to remind myself, hey, man, like this is why you're doing this, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, I have a, a very um, silly way to deal with art blog sometimes. Like last week, I, I, um, I almost worried myself to depression just because I was so upset mm. with the fact that I couldn't do anything. I couldn't come up with anything. I just would open my computer, sit right in front of it, and stare at the paper. And every anyone around me would, you know, get a little um. Would I say jab? Just because I'm not in the nicest of moods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Um, I'm learning, working through it every day. Uh, it's so funny when I listen to like artists that I, I admire and I admire and some of them talk about how they get past their art block and I'm like wow like they go through this because I'm thinking this is just unique to me I'm the only person who um, mm -hmm. struggles that way and 
I also used to have a lot of imposter syndrome when I would um, get. Yeah, I feel like yeah. artists a lot, and especially for, I feel like, especially for you where you just kind of like had so many like odds to kind of overcome in terms of like, there wasn't an animation. Ah, <laughs> there wasn't an animation school. Uh, you know, you didn't like the social media thing was kind of mm -hmm. like tricky. And then um but I think you know it's kind of crazy because I remember the first time I ever saw your boards I was just kind of like scrolling through Instagram and I think that's when Instagram changed their algorithm so um I could see art from people I don't follow you know wow, okay. I think that's what it is and then I saw your boards and I was like what the heck this guy's so good we're you know we're, like I've never seen this guy's work before and I went yeah, to your board your, your action boards especially are yeah incredible. They're, yeah they're really really good it's yeah it's pretty fucking awesome I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for like over a year because I was like oh he's so good and then I finally like worked up the courage to be like okay I'll reach out and see what he said <laughs> and then he was like what can you do for me yeah and so that was the reason why it's took us a long time because we had to ask him a few other times before he was like yes <laughs> i was so excited i was like wait is she talking to me no way in hell <laughs> also spoiler alert for listeners uh when i started following ifsanachi i only had like 20 oh sorry i hate saying numbers about followers but i had less followers than him and now <laughs> i'm like okay now i can reach out because we have the same number <laughs> the same number actually you still have way more than i do and i do hate talking about it because it sometimes yeah. feels um vain and um, i know but you know unfortunately it's it's actually a, a really important part of I, it's not important for a good reason, I don't think, but but it's an important part about the way that artists compare themselves yeah. to one another yeah. and 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 tie their self worth yeah. to you know how many people like their stuff online or how yeah. visible they are online, yeah. but also how to get jobs, how to pitch mm -hmm. shows. Yeah. They look at your follower count. Yeah. It, it's tied into sort of everything. So I know that people don't want to come off vain when they say that stuff, but this is like a human thing that all artists think about at least a little bit yeah true that's facts you know mm -hmm. uh, you while well, you guys hit the, the 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 hammer right on the head of the nail it's it's true but i feel like sometimes artists need to have like a healthy way of especially if you know you're uh, trying to be in the industry because i could tell you a shit number or like of people who are so good that don't have a, a ton of followers, but yes. they're moving artists. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and I think there there was a, a some point in time where I was I was judging myself with my skill level, but also judging myself with numbers. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and and it it flipped the switch the switch flipped for me when I remember I was working. I, I don't remember who this was. I've been fortunate enough to work with amazing directors, but my director, was, I think it was either Jeff Warminster or the Warner Brothers. I don't remember, but I can remember what the conversation was. And, you know, I, I was so slow because I wanted my boards to be like, really, oh, I know who it was. It was Vince Aparo and, um, on the- Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> amazing guy, yeah. So um, I, I, I remember I was trying to like, you know, turning this really cool board and he said hey man like you know um 
you're overly animated on your boards, which is cool, but mm. you don't need it right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, shit. I, 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 he, we had a, like a whole conversation. And what I took from it was, um, I, I could do this. And you can do it on social media is different from doing it in real life. Yes. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. 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 You have like everybody like your stuff on social media, you know, like you have like, oh, like your board's like the best. That is, can be true. And you can get a little critique here and there. But when you take that mentality and go into a project, you don't really know what it is like your production or your team or your directing needs. And you're just going to do what you just do on Instagram because everybody likes it. You may not know how to think, oh, your, your board is just not good today. Um, could you change this or revise that? You know, or you get notes. I remember the first time I got notes, the very first gig I, I got notes. In my mind, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And that took a, a punch on, you know, my confidence. I also had seen, you know, um, some interviews oh, I remember watching a documentary um the making of um I think it was a, how to train your dragon mm-hmm. yeah I happened to get a chance to get the making of it and I watched how the story artists would pitch and sometimes everything they pitched or probably completely boarded get trashed and they had to redo it again and I said to myself Yo, this is just the process yeah to get the perfect story or the, the 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 vision of the director you have to be able to take criticism on note so I I sometimes feel like I don't have I I mean at least before I didn't used to have a healthy um perspective with my social media and my real life and I thought all my self-worth was on ooh, how good my work was or if I'm working and if I'm not working, I'm useless, you know, or if I get more likes on this post, then, I'm, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I know it's still, we still need it. Like Sean said, you know, it's really, really needed. And um, we, it, it ties into what, especially, you know, right now with social media, yeah everything it does tie in but people need to have a balance where um and when I say people I'm also talking to myself included you know we need to have like a balance where um like yo um this is just social media I agree but it's also hard for like for people well for all of us who get noticed through social media because I mean you got noticed through social media I know I got noticed by American Studios through social media so I always have it's really hard right Sean too (laughs) so it's like everyone we're like and um it's like well if this is how I got my first gigs like I can't let this die down because you know what I mean it's hard it's very tough it's very very tough it's kind of like this it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, double-edged sword sounds cool. I want that. You yeah. want one? You want a double? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. They keep, and people keep saying like it's bad. Like I, I want that. You want one? <laughs> All swords are cool. <laughs> I, oh my god! I don't want a double-edged sword. I, I got a. I recently got a katana. Uh, yeah. You're so lucky. I have a katana in here. My mom won't let me have one. So. <laughs> Do you yeah. have it with you or is it just like back home? Cool. 
Do your favorite trick with it right now. <laughs> the, 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 the people listening on Spotify will love to hear you do the trick. No. <laughs> I, I, I will hurt myself so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I got it and I was like, wasn't it a samurai video? How to like, how they sheep, how they put it back in the sheep and take it out. And I was like, oh, I got to learn how to do it. So they take it out and like swing it some kind of way. I'm like, I'm not doing this before I lose a finger. Yo, you definitely looked up sword tutorial, didn't you? I did. <laughs> you were definitely looking at sword tutorials in your house. I definitely did. Oh, man. But I love it. It, it. It's it's true. Like, you know, it is a double-edged sword. But yeah, I, I, I'm choosing to you know, just take it, take my time with it. No, don't be like too invested in whatever and have fun, you know, great with art. I feel like in general, like if you make great stuff, yeah, social media will play a part because I'm not going to be like, oh, I was so amazing. And then like they saw my work and said, oh, he's so good. He's better than everybody. No, that's not what happened. Like social media did play a part. And um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's like your work was so amazing or else people weren't going to like reach out, right? Like, I mean, yeah, social media helped put your work in front of their eyes, but it had to be good enough for them to be like, I'll reach out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I I feel like um, that's what I started realizing. Okay, work work on your on yourself, figure out what you need to do out, be on a, a you know, a fairly good industry level and then when they reach out you're ready don't just put your hand down and say hey give, yes. me, this, give me this and then you're not ready for it because when you get that you wouldn't know what to do with it you know mm-hmm. and i my approach in like a lot of things like it if i want something on i want to like work on the show or and maybe i send in my portfolio i haven't sent in portfolio a lot though but if i happen to and i get turned down I'm like well I guess it's not the time or this is maybe not like um, right for me right now and um, I will just focus on something else till I you know get good whatever yeah so that's how I see it and I feel I mean everyone will see it that way but I feel like you need to be ready yeah for whatever you're looking for so once you're prepared and you get it you're you're ready to go you know, you yeah. know getting a chance it's kind of like i'll tell you a story wow i have such thinking about it now such funny experiences that i when I, when you guys said tell us how you got into this your, your origin story i was like oh my god it's gonna be so long <laughs> i tried to go to sheridan and study animation sheridan in really in canada yeah, yeah mm-hmm. sheridan, canada sheridan college and um I passed their all their exams, you know, I got in and I paid tuition and everything, but um, the immigration denied me a visa, so I couldn't go. What? Yeah. Did, they, did they refund you the tuition? Half, some of it. What? But, but they, they could have given that position to somebody else. Oh Damn, my just, god. Dude, that's some just some thief shit. They just <laughs> stole your money. Wow. No, I'm sorry. That sucks. No, no, I, I think I think the thing was um because I was supposed to come in during orientation with every other person and I didn't show up. So mm. they said, hey, are you gonna show up? 
I said to them, yes, but I'm waiting on immigration right now. So they said, okay, we'll hold a spot for you. Mm-hmm. Then I guess that's why they probably took the tuition because they held that spot and I never showed up. So um, that sucks. And what um, year was it? Because I'm wondering if I, maybe it was during the pandemic, you could have no, maybe. It was before. What it was before. before the pandemic. Yeah. The, you know, the pandemic is where when I think people even knew I existed. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the pandemic. Um, I, I was working with. I think I was working with Warner. I just had rounded up a freelance with Warner mm-hmm. before the pandemic, and then Netflix. The Netflix gig happened, and um, as soon as I finished that. After the pandemic, Warner asked me, "Hey, you want to come?" Because <laughs> the, the borders were like, got, like you could people could travel now, people could fly, so they, right. yeah, they offered me that chance, and I said, held on to it with both hands. So, yeah, that's um, so cool. I yeah, you know, um, I we've got we've gotten a bunch of like cool questions and. I kind of want to ask you because they're all about like craft and how you think about your scenes. So I think these are going to be really fun. Sure. Um, we had a question from L Draws. Um, did you feel that you had any pressure in Rise of the Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, to make any complex fight storyboards? Oh, um, Going into it when I first started, yeah, I looked at the roster of like all the artists. Oh my god! Oh, wow, it's so scary. Dude. Yeah, these these guys were like people I looked up to and I admired the work. So I was gonna get to work with them on a movie. I was like, oh shoot, like I have to step up my game. What am I doing? Um, so I did feel just a little bit of pressure but the directors were so kind to me you know and um what helped me was they would give me a sequence i'll try to do do it as fast as i can as rough as i can do a lot so they would have time to go back with me back and forth and say oh this is cool but maybe you have to change this or change that so that's you know what and as 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 the 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 movie we kept progressing, um, my confidence built, you know, a little bit. Mm. It still happens to me going into any show I'm working on. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking in my head. I hope I'm fit for this. I mean, since it bit me, they must think, oh, you you know, you're um, you you have exactly what we want. So, I yeah, they they probably made the right choice else they wouldn't hire me so I would you know go into the project thinking about that and um give it my best and yeah how long did it take for you to sort of um feel like you belonged there and they made the right choice and like you can do this job and be good at it oh um when the director would sometimes give me some other sequences that were not originally mine and say, hey, I want to see your take on this. And hell yeah, dude, that feels good. Yeah, dude, yeah. Okay, you think I might, you know, spin it differently? Oh, I'm glad. Thank you very much. Do you feel like it took you more, like a couple, like more weeks or months? Um, I think more weeks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, they would 
I tend to draw fast sometimes. Of course, it, it, every now and then I would, you know, flop and drop the ball, but the my director would, you know, send me board and ask me like, you know, rough it out real quick. Mm-hmm. So that was something I, uh, an advantage I wanted to have. I was like, ooh, shit. I mean, I might not be the best artist, but I'm going to try to like at least do something right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think it's like, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, also like looking at your, your draw, you're just like so fast. Like you can tell um, like, it's the life drawing, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I try. Do, I have a question from our patron of Money Bean. Some people have argued that there are some action boards from the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie that leaned into animatic territory because how detailed the movement was. Do Wait. you think um, that this sort of detail is necessary for action boards? Oh. Um... It's, it's coming from someone who's like, oh, I really want to do action, but this is very intimidating and I don't know if I can do this. So they're yeah, asking, they're... yeah, they're asking your yeah. opinion if you if you think it's important to pose out animation in almost as animation or you think it's okay to dial it back a little bit i I think it's maybe it's um you so honest answer it depends on the studio you're working with in my opinion so yeah the studio um and maybe what they want will inform what you do i don't think you have to you know pose it i i remember um one just not too long ago i sent like um a ton of boards to my director and he um called me this was about a year ago and we jumped on a zoom to talk about the sequence and he's like amazing boards but i have to tell you dude you're killing yourself and i said oh what what is it and he said i didn't have to literally animate everything because then the animation they're going to ship it off for animation and uh, i'm not letting them do anything so mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know he gave me pointers about that, but that's probably what he wants. Now you can meet some studios like Flying Bark Animation, you know, and TMNT. They, those guys are so incredible, but they also require you to be pretty clear with what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, almost animating it a little bit, and they will take it from there and amplify it and make it better. So, and sometimes some of the boards were not super clean. Some some of the boards would be, you know, you could still tell, you could still read what was going on in the sequence, but they were not. You still have to be put on model. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you still have to put on model, but they're not like the ooh, like those are like the cleanest yeah boards I've ever seen. And I've also had a um a team I work with that they required us to clean up our boards so much you couldn't tell the difference between the boards and layout. I mean, wow. Can, no, it's yeah. true. No, you can still tell. I've been on stuff like that. But yeah, it, Bento. <laughs> <laughs> you can still tell, but it was a lot. Like, I was like. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a trade off in between, like, if you want boards to be more action y. Yeah. If you look at some of the. Um, the super crazy action boards that you've done for some of this stuff, yeah. like, you'll notice that, you, like, when you look at the characters' faces, 
you're not always getting the exact expression on the characters' faces. Yeah. So, so, uh, so like, th there's a trade-off. So, if you're working on something like Adventure Time, yeah, you're going to want to draw those faces every time yeah. because they're simpler characters. But you're doing a more action-centric thing. And yeah. I think another another thing about posing out action boards is when things are moving really fast, ah, mm -hmm. sometimes you need more poses crammed into a smaller space to make that e that action even read. Because if you're ha if you have a bunch of boards with um, like a red arrow, yeah. but it goes by in like a split second, an executive's not gonna understand what just happened. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think it, um, mm -hmm. unfortunately for a show like that, sometimes you have to put in a few more poses and hopefully yeah you dial back on some detail in other yeah. places i think that you guys struck a really good balance mm -hmm. um in between animating and um and like cleaning up cleaning up the yeah. boards making them really clear like having their outlines be yeah. a certain color yeah. for each character stuff yeah. like that yeah you know what's so funny is i i was the the, the question he asked is such a good question because i had that um whole that was my experience, you know, um, starting out a little bit, I, I struggled with trying to overly animate because I felt that was so cool. But I realized, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I realized it was more about being a good storyteller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, yeah. If you can marry the both of them, you know, find, keep a good balance of being an amazing storyteller and still doing some pretty good draftsmanship, you know, in between. That's awesome. And, you know what? The, no, sorry, sorry. Go. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I'm. I'm. I, I hope you don't. I don't want you to forget your trail of thought. So, do you want to chip in? No, no. All, 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 all I was saying. Oh my God! Now, 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 both of us forgot what we were saying. No, no. no please continue if you still remember your thing. I'll, I'll come back to it. No, it's okay. So I, I was saying, um, if you can find a good balance, because I remember, um, one of the things I had, I had to teach like teach myself or, or try to learn was really knowing how to tell a good story, a compelling story, mm -hmm. reading subtext inside that script that you're given, you know, yeah, yeah. just getting it and just boarding it out. And I, I still sometimes, I'm still learning every time, every day. When I look at other people's work, I'm like trying to learn stuff from them, you know? So it, I stopped thinking about um, how well it animates. I sometimes want to make it, you know, look cool, give it a cool factor. But for the most part, you'll be better off as an amazing storyteller. So when you tell that story, the emotion the audience get to feel. Um, I've seen boards that are literally chicken scratch and they give so much better emotions than what an amazing drawing that I would do. And I'm like, shit, this guy gets it. And then I try to study stuff like that. So. I will try to like you know dial up my um bring it in my my drawings and make it animate a little bit great but not as much not i mean especially not as much as i used to do before and as time has gone on you know i'm realizing um it just depends on who you're working with if they want that that might take you more time and you know you have to ask for more time to do that and but yeah but if they don't hey just convey the emotions in the story. That's what matters to me, you know? And, yeah. and, and starting out as a board, I, I didn't know this. I, 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 I thought, oh man, you just draw some cool shit and then they'll be like, hey, 
Good job. <laughs> but that's where it starts, though. Yeah. That's, where that's like the initial hook. It's like, yeah. I want to draw something cool. that makes me someone feel like like shivers you know like yeah. this is so cool yeah. Oh, yeah. i remember what i was going to say i was going to say a dangerous thing to for storyboard artists and the way that they can um self-sabotage the most yeah. is to be a fan of storyboards themselves oh. yes because yeah <laughs> because oh, that's what yeah. that's that's when you're like like super animating it and then you're cleaning it up too and you're like i just like the storyboards by themselves like it you yeah. know it, they, the storyboards yeah. looked better than the finished thing you know like yeah. i think yeah. i struggle with that too that is so <laughs> like i like storyboards dude <laughs> That is so true. Like, I, I, I mean, I fall, I, I struggle with that too. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of like storyboard artists and I love to see like other people's stuff. But I started thinking myself, dude, that doesn't matter in the long run. Like, yo, if your director, a director or anyone looking at it would take a compelling story over beautiful drawings. Don't get me wrong. Do it. Those are yeah. free drawings. But if they don't amount to shit, part of my French, you're wasting your time because... I agree. I feel like that's why I keep telling myself, I keep telling myself, like, I have to remember shows that are like, I don't know, for example, like South Park, it's like the, the, the it's so simple, like the drawings are so simple, but so many people watch it because the stories are like compelling, like people are like, like hooked or like, you know, I do, I do agree with that. But like Sean and, and you said, it's like kind of like there I think in everybody's career, there's a moment when you're like, I just want to draw some cool people jumping around and like yeah. swinging a sword and of explosions. Course. And then, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I still you're... like to do it. I still yeah. like it. 100%. And cameras yeah. like moving in moving 3D space. Yeah. You know what? The place where it gets a little bit dicey yeah. is when you're, when you're trying to pitch funny boards. Oh. Because sometimes doing a funny drawing a little bit cleaner is going to make the joke land better. And so that's where I get into trouble oh is God. because I'm, because sometimes I'm like in order for me to feel like the scene is funny and to really know what's funny about it yeah. visually yeah. it sometimes I have to draw these characters a little bit more fleshed out to make myself laugh and to make them laugh. But then, then there's a little patch in my boards that look really good and everything around it all of a sudden has to look good. And like, you know, yeah. it, I sort of suck myself in, dude. Into doing that. I, people who do like funny boards are like on a whole different level. It's, um, I, I'm so, so afraid of working on like a comedy show because I don't know. I don't think I can do it. I mean, I've never tried, but hey, never say never. So, Sean, if you have like rough boards, I love them. But, I... But, yeah, like, I, I was looking at Gravity Falls um, on, on YouTube. I was looking at, at a rough, it wasn't rough, but you know, it was a little bit you know, not so clean. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with those boards so much. I was like, wow, like, just look at this. Like, incredible. Like, people. So, the question from my answer to the question is it just depends on the story the, the, the studio you're working for but while you're trying to know the fundamentals of animation and how to use that because it it's being able to at least animate a little bit well will help your boards you know mm -hmm. but that story being a good storyteller i i keep hammering on it because that's something i'm working on myself 
I think that's great that you ended on that because it's going to tie into this next question really well. Oh, um, yeah. From at the morning short, um, the best action actions both yeah. look cool and also tell the story as they go on. Yes. Do you have any advice on being able to to move a story along with punch and kicks in a compelling way that isn't just they fight for three minutes and then they just stop fighting? So what's your what's your take on that? How do you kind of handle? Can I study Jackie Chan and some Jackie Chan movie? Really? Yeah. Like uh, even some Bruce Lee movies too. Yeah. Those guys are. It's incredible how the, each fight is leading up to some. Each move he makes is leading up to you know something, and it's like maybe there's a gag he set up that's already set up. He maybe set it up in the beginning, and then when he punches the guy and something happens, you're like, oh shit! I see how that tied down to what he set up in the beginning. So I I would say you know studying a lot of that is cool, and um, I. I watch it. I I do watch the shit out of um, Matrix a lot. I know this is just for my personal thing. Like I would, I watch Matrix the first one especially. I always keep watching, like rewatching that movie and studying because that was the first time I ever saw like um, all the cameras spinning, all the stuff mm -hmm. crazy because. I like anime fights, don't get me wrong, but sometimes this is a personal take in my and I don't mean to offend anybody, but some anime fights that I see, I it's so fast-paced and they're probably cool, but sometimes I don't understand what is going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just super erratic. Mm -hmm. So um the a show I watched that what like I tried to um pay a lot of attention to, you know, while um, trying to learn how to work some action stuff and hand-to-hand -hand combat was a uh, was uh, Ghost in the Shell or uh, Samurai Champloo. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I tend to lean towards those type of um, shows. Cowboy Bebop, if you see all the fights in Cowboy Bebop, I can tell you what move he's making. And I do like grand, big, huge explosions and people flipping over stuff, you know. But sometimes it throws me off when I, I can't tell what's going on in the fight. So I try to like pick some of those chaotic, huge fights and then still pick some, you know, dial down stuff pushed by the story and just bring it together. How much does how much does um like like factoring in like hey I know that at the beginning of this fight they're supposed to be in this location yeah. and at the end of the fight they have to be in this location and by the end of this fight he's supposed to be like super burned we have to include fire somehow yeah. like how what um do you have like a process that you think about like because because I feel like a lot of planning fights is like okay like you start them going this motion and you're kind of going with the oh. flow a little bit how do you work in like planned events into like sort of that spontaneous like motion planning that sometimes action scenes require yeah so for me I um think about what does the story require who's who who has the upper hand now mm -hmm. In the movie, I maybe the character is like a, a little guy, you know, small little guy, and he's fighting some huge monster-looking dude. I want to set it up in such a way that that guy, the little guy, definitely has no chance of being yeah. 
ever. Yeah. But yeah, but I would think about so what is he gonna do? Maybe he's gonna use his environment, he's gonna try to keep his distance and attack. So I try to tie that down into you know the fight and make amp, you know, amp up the stakes for the small, our small um protagonists to 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 win and that helps push the story you know when he's like beats into like a bloody pulp but like right. is it um um megalobox it's nice. yes. mm-hmm. that for me personally because i maybe that anime might not do it for someone else but that just embodies how i see fights where this high stakes here like what's happening it's not just to fight for fun before i used to think oh you know you just i mean like you bored it because the fighting is fun and um at some point i started to hate that because uh i would work in shows and all they would hire me for is just oh so we need a grand fight here that's all you're good to do all right go get to it and that would hurt my feelings a little bit because i'm like hey, you know, I could push the story too, but mm. you know, give me that sequence. So I decided to start implementing that in the fights where I'm- Oh, sure. sneaky. <laughs> yeah. but, so no, that's I, really smart. That's how you do it. No, that's like so smart. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but but I wouldn't like give myself all the credit. It's just, you know, accumulation of things I've like probably learned and seen. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to try and implement this in the fight. And and make it so interesting and captivating just as much as the dialogue or like an intense scene, you know, that people care as much, care about the fight as much, make it super emotional, super um, dramatic. If it requires like any huge explosions or something crazy going on, I'll try to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you guys are killing this jam boy right now. Like, <laughs> Oh, dude, thank you. You're so nice. <laughs> dude, have, have you have you ever thought about um how have you for instance sorry have you ever taken martial arts classes have you ever thought about how maybe that would help uh, research wise? Wow, that is so true. Yes, um, I mean, I tried to with um, a good friend of mine, um, Hong. He does um martial arts and um. You know, he does a little bit of Muay Thai, but I couldn't keep up just because I had such a busy schedule. I got you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, so what I would do, listen, doing the actual thing is so helpful when you board it. I swear to God, you don't yeah. have to be really good at it. You just have yeah. to do some things they do. Or you just have to enjoy watching fights. So sometimes I will go watch like fights you know, best fights of 2022. I remember I just yeah. watched Christmas. Yeah, I watched the best UFC fight in 2022 because I like all that grungy, you know, use your elbows, like beat that guy to a pop. Mm-hmm. And you know what's so funny? I am soft. I don't like to see blood, but I was still trying to like brace myself and see it just so I can see how they move, how they twist themselves. And that informs my um my ability to come up with like um fights for storyboards and half the time before i bought it i would plan out how each fight would go where they're supposed to if they're fighting for in the toilet how much punch are they able to throw in the toilet because the toilet is too small 
You're not gonna drink some crazy punch in the toilet because it's small. You just can't. Right. Yeah. So I try to factor those things in. So if he's gonna punch in the toilet, he might smash the wall behind him. They're gonna punch into like the tiles, you know, all that stuff. And then when they get out of there, so I try to thumbnail that and then act it out myself. And if I so here's where I use reference. If I don't know how to, maybe there's an arm twist that he the the the, the, the one of the characters gets to do, and I don't know how to do it. I'll just try to YouTube or Google like how to do that arm twist, and then I'm like, oh shit! So this is how you do it. You lock the elbows and then you flip them around and then yeah, idea and implement it in my boards. I think not exactly the way it was done like if if it was shot on like a dutch angle i have to now board in a dutch angle no i just have to see how he did it and then take it into my boards and whatever angle i want to shoot it from and then that's added to your library of moves yeah. up here for next time dude that stuff is so important and i think that some people think that for like fantastical fight scenes everything needs to come from your head man there's so much just even understanding how like during a fight like there's different ways yeah. that the different martial arts approach how to fight somebody. Yeah. Like, yes. like use it, whether it's like, like a small guy using their force against them or like, you know, like uh, yeah. certain styles or like specific types of parts of your body. Or like if somebody is more of like a, a killer yeah. character, like they might go for the cheap, dirty stuff mm -hmm. or like, you know, yeah, like those are Krav things, Maga kind of shit. Those you are know? things that tie into it, you see? Like, you know, mm. you know your stuff. Like those things help tie into it. I remember boarding a, a fight on um one of uh, the dad, the bounty hunter sequence. And um I asked my director, I was like, how does this guy move? What, what, what's, What's his fighting style like? He's a big guy. So I'm looking at Mike Tyson. How would Mike Tyson fight if he was in the street? Of course, he's going to be punching a lot, very few kicking, a lot of grappling, slamming you in the walls, throwing you around, you know? And so, and the other character, she was slender, you know, slim. And like, mm -hmm. so she was faster. Now she could flip around, she could kick, you know, she could do all that other stuff. So those those like type of things you know help you figure out what is my character doing and how how are they fighting what's their fighting style and if i'm gonna reference somebody who am i referencing i can't go reference like um uh, jackie chan fighting like um are you familiar with bolu young bolu young he's a yeah like he's a i don't know where he's from exactly but he's a nation who's big in like the bruce lee era yeah jackie chan can't fight like bolu young because Bo Young is muscled up, built, thick guy. He's, he can still kick, but, you know, he's more sturdy on the ground. So those type of stuff like, are things I would consider when I go into, like, doing um, a, a flight sequence just because they help inform you a lot better. So, yeah. I think that's really great. I think it's, like, honestly, like, it's so on point, everything you said, like, just looking like thinking about the character what their life could have been like what what did they take from their history and also their physique into the fight because you because you can't just look at an anime and be like oh this is such a cool move i'm just gonna copy and paste that move on which whichever character it's like no everybody moves and like uh yeah differently yeah. and yeah let me give you an example here there's like if people want to see a 
classic example of that, go watch like Samurai Champloo, Mugen, the, 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 you know, the crazy hair character, the one that, you know, he is so erratic and rude and, you know, such a loud mouth. He fought without no honor. He was like disruptive. He would toss a table, he would like grab a table, toss it at you and then try to run around and come from the back and attack you because he he grew up in the streets and he had to you know that somehow the way he sees things he doesn't try to fight fair because hey yeah. I, I fight fair you know and yeah, then yeah, yeah. Uh, the other character um Jin he he's a samurai he was in a samurai school wanted to you know really be a samurai but he had ended up killing his master or whatever so he still fights with some honor and some restraint and if you're handicapped he wouldn't fight you just because he wants you guys to be on the same level and he could you know whoop that ass with some honor and that's how he feels about it but mm. yeah so those things like play a huge role like people like to consider it whenever they want to board a character and um or board a fight a fight sequence i think that's great I have another, I have a last question for you. That's just, which is from at Flippy Soup. Yeah, those are great questions. Like, I'm so excited for all the questions we got for your episode. They were like really cool. From at Flippy Super, how do you handle storyboards while working on different franchises? How do you change your art and composition between different properties so it fits their stories? Oh, so um, I remember I read somewhere if you want to work in animation, you have to be a chameleon so you could um, take, I mean, it mustn't be the case for everybody, but I tried to um, do that for myself just so I could conform to some art styles and be able to work on different shows. Of course, like people still look at the drawing and go, hey, I can tell you drew that. But I, so the biggest, one of like the biggest compliments I got was um, when I boarded on like on Craig of the Creek, and they kept saying wow we didn't think you were going to like you know do it because the art style was so different from what I'm usually used to yeah yeah but I enjoyed working with them so much because it was super fun and I loved seeing Craig or those characters do some cool stuff and look that way like you know I decided to like oh let me bring the different spin to it so um I remember, like I said, I read somewhere you have, have to be a chameleon. So I try to um, do that. All I would do is maybe practice. I might see a style I like and I try to draw in it mm. just for practice. Yeah, because I'm not going to like upload that and be like, oh, look at what I do, like some cool stuff. A, a bunch of stuff I do for practice never go on the internet as much. I mean, my live drawings, yes, sometimes some boards, because I like to post boards. Um, but yeah, most of like stuff I do for practice, I might see a style I like. I want to imitate it just to, you know, uh, yeah. Throw yourself a little challenge. Yeah, exactly. Throw myself a little challenge. So that's how I would, you know, work towards that. And they, they send you like, um, you know, design packets anyways. So yeah, just look at that and say, okay, this is the style they want me to imitate. That was a struggle. Funny enough, that was a, one of those struggles I had when I went to um, TMNT, 
working on Rise TMNT, mm. you, you could see how edgy they were, how they would blow, come into the screen and how everything was moving. And it was such, it was just a different pace for me. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is so new. So what I did was I went, watched the show and I tried to um, may, by myself just say, oh, maybe this is where they would do this kind of stuff. And I studied it a little bit before I started working. Beginning. I had some time to look at what they have already done. And because and, they, they have a series before the movie was made. Mm. Yeah, there was a whole series, um, a whole show. I think it's on Netflix now. I don't remember. I, I saw all of it while, while it was still um, streaming um, uh, on Nickelodeon. So I studied that and tried to work similar to how they do it and i don't think i still got it but if if they liked it and it works for them hey i'm i'm happy with that <laughs> i think what's cool too like like a thread in your whole story is like you're really a student in the sense that you love to look at things and study them and throughout your entire journey it i feel like it's a strong theme like you've done I- that you know throughout that to people and they don't get it i keep meeting people i'm like hey man i am such a big fan i look up to because or i would send someone oh you're an inspiration and they're like what what are you talking about but (laughs) true like i get inspired by everything or people around me or like you know stuff like that and sometimes i can it, it gets a little unhealthy but i'm glad that has long stopped there was a time when you know it would get so unhealthy i'm like oh man why did you do it like this i gotta i have to do it like this and that's comparing myself mm-hmm. start and um i said you know what hey you, this is you this is how you do it have fun and everyone brings something different to the um proverbial table i don't know yeah that, yeah it's hard to remember to have fun sometimes. I don't know. It sounds silly when I say it, but it's like, it's hard to remember to have fun when you're working sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, facts. Like, uh, yeah. if sometimes I'm like, damn, I wish someone would pay me just to draw whenever I like to draw or whatever I like to draw. Right, but, so that's a dream. I know. <laughs> but, but I started to think about it. I was like, hey, um, just have fun doing this like it's okay this is what you're doing right now just enjoy doing that don't like you know yeah feel that way so i i sometimes forget hey enjoy yourself have fun this is what you do and 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 you know what i do my best work when i am having fun i do my best work when i'm really in love with that yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah 100 percent. yeah dude one of our last questions on the show oh is uh, when you come across a block, a creative block per se, yeah. uh, is there something that you do to get past this sort of wall that hits you? Yeah, wow, that is so interesting because I recently had that experience. Like, <laughs> shortly, you know, we we settled for the interview and boom, it hit me. I was in a block, <laughs> like, really bad one. Yeah, like. And Jinx. <laughs> also, I was I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, I don't know about this interview now. Like, I don't want to be a scholar. I don't want to come in here 
and not have fun. But I also, when I saw you guys get to sketch, you know, do jams and stuff, I was like, wow, maybe this is what I need. Maybe I need to like be amongst like people who um, can help me get out of it and talk. So um, I was a little depressed, like, you know, I mean, not serious, severe depression, but um, I was feeling useless and like I didn't have any form of self-worth for myself mm. where I was having a creative blog and I thought I didn't mean anything you know I'm just stupid and then occupying space and what am I doing look at what the other guy is doing um mm. and you know um Sean is sketching some cool stuff and I'm not doing anything I was feeling like that and um occasionally I will listen to music Sometimes I would, you know, sit down, just listen to music, not try to think about drawing. I recently got a camera because I wanted to start going out and taking pictures. Mm. And I have beautiful friends who and amazing people who like help, you know, encourage me and stuff like that. So I, I um, got a camera and I started trying to take pictures and um you know just to do something different uh still creative stuff but something a little bit you know outside not just drawing and it was helping me build my um, compositions better or learn some lighting so that's why i would do that um sometimes I will try to draw through it. Oh I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll literally get open up a canvas and start sketching so much. And I'm like, yo, I'm just gonna draw and I don't care whatever it looks like, but I'm just gonna do it. And if I get to do at least 10 of it, at some point while doing that, I might start feeling, hey, okay. This is good. And that's what I try to do. But I would advise someone to, you know, um, if you hit a blog, just remember, you know, it's a phase that you're you're definitely going to get out of and you don't have to um, feel like down about it because every one of us go through this, you know, it's just it's just a just a little phase and um you if you like to play music if you like to listen to music or you like to watch movies uh, watching movies was also good for me so what i would do is this i'll give up i'll give you guys a secret i will i'll turn on a movie and then i will start breaking down the scenes you know thumbnail i don't even care so much about what the drawing looks like like just i don't care like shitty drawings but the point is hey, this scene is making sense to me. Oh, I like the way that shot was done. Oh, I see what he did, the director did there. Why did he do that, you know? Or, wow, look at how he built that suspense. Wow, that is so cool. Or I would watch a movie and like just gush so much about the fights or whatever. So that is something I would try to do to get out of the funk. But recently, you know, it was um, was such a lot it was a lot. I, I just had a lot of self-doubt. I I don't know what exactly triggered it, but um, you know, 
I'm glad you know I got to you know talk to people, talk to my girlfriend, and then you know I felt I felt like hey, felt a little better, and I I'm getting out of it. And then when we did this podcast, as soon as we started, I was a whole new man. Like I was. <laughs> I feel like you know it's so true too sometimes I feel maybe sometimes creative block is when you're like so by yourself in your head and then it's like so easy to forget like we're in a community and we have to talk to others and like you said you love to watch movies you love to like listen to music or, or like take your camera and take pictures of your friends and it's, I feel like that sense of connection sometimes is a really good way of kind of being like hey I'm not just drawing in the void I'm drawing for other people <laughs> connection is important that's a really I really like that perspective because yeah. I don't feel like we've had that answered before either so I really like that idea of like connecting with others is a good way of like it getting is. over funk it really is you know you get to like talk to people that you care about like people you know who would just help you get out of it and not kidding not because I'm on creative block and saying it that's how I felt like you know mm-hmm. and one of the things that kept bugging me was I am so moody right now am I going to be fun for people to listen to so when I so then I opened my chat and I saw your message you texted me and told me how excited you were and that made me smile a little bit I was like oh shoot okay let me let's do it and then we started and you guys made me feel super comfortable and um that's so sweet fun, you know? hell yeah yay that's what we want to do you know we just want to have fun and like i think it's really inspiring i think your story is so inspiring i was and so excited long. yeah it's but hey, long. it's good though it's, that's why we're doing a podcast that's several hours long instead of uh, 15 minutes right yeah. and we don't we want, want you like you can't put all that in a tweet you have to put it in a podcast so that's why we're ha- we have you here <laughs> no, like, oh we never we we never went back and looked at how our first uh three panel our little board uh, action sequence came out i don't know if you guys ended up yeah. singing how it all flowed if you guys are like listening on oh, spotify or itunes come and check out the youtube video because those panels are pretty darn cool so you guys are crazy like, <laughs> you, why 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 did my panel look so shitty look <laughs> well i mean you you're were trying to get it out because we were pressuring you into oh, talking right yeah. after no, no, your yeah. panel is like freaking awesome. I feel like your panel is the most clear of the three. So I, I it's so it's the best no way. panel. Look at Leo over there. Like who <laughs> does that? Look at that. And then look at look at when like um uh Splinter punches um um what's his name? Shredder. Shredder. Yeah. yeah. And so cool. chilling, like oh blah. Nah. Like, like, this is incredible. <laughs> it's no. How did you get to draw me way better than I draw myself? I feel like with people who are not watching the video right now, like you have to realize that Fisnachi is being really, really nice because this panel is so clear and I just spend half a second on it and I'm like, I know what's going on. And like <laughs> Sean and I drawings, it's like, it takes- I a- took way too long on mine. <laughs> I took way too long. You did yours so fast. Yeah. I, I was, I did like a first version and I was like, 
this looks like shit. <laughs> and I redrew it. Like you, you just you you, you got yours out. You knew the shape language you wanted to. It's nice, guys. You guys, you guys took time. Not fair. You guys put put together a masterpiece. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and draw it better and post it. So they don't. They're not gonna, the, the people who who watch the interview are not gonna be like, "Wow, look at him. He sucks at drawing. Why did you interview this guy again?" <laughs> You know what? Anybody listening to this podcast right now, you have to check out Ifesnachi's work online. So this is your time Please. to plug what, like, what you want people to look at. What, what where do you want them to go? Oh, so I want you guys to look at my Instagram. It's I think it's Ifesnachi Ojiakwe uh, on Instagram or Ifesnachi Adrian. That's my second name, Adrian. Um, you can also look at my Twitter, Ifesnachi Ojiakwe uh twitter and yo i have a mixtape out on spotify you know you guys yeah, i'm lying i'm lying, lying. That's a lie. <laughs> I, I bought it i'm like so gullible i was like no, oh yeah you do music no, that's a lie so i think i have two twitter accounts the other one i lost control of it i don't know how to log into it so the one that i can plug right now is the one with my face in it and the background is purple i'm i have a hat on just my real picture is it's facing a g or g Okay. Uh, or you can say at efficiency or G O R G I E. I am I suck at this. I apologize. No, that's great. And you know, like anybody who's listening, just check out the links. We'll have them in the YouTube video description or also in the Spotify. So you know, um thanks. Uh thank you so much for coming on. Really, really considered me worthy of your presence. Of course. Are you kidding? You're so good. You're like you know, that's the end of this creative block. Ife, thank you so much for being our guest and sharing your story. Even if it was long, it was amazing and I loved it. I love it so much. And thank you guys. Thank you, Sean. Oh, this was just like, this was just like uh, how you need to focus on the story of the boards. Yes. And that's the important thing yeah. is you, you might not think that there's something flashy about you or something, which is also a lie, but, but I, it's the story that we care about. And you had a story that was long. It had a, a start with villains. Yes. It had uh, circumstances that were hard to overcome like internet, for instance, you, uh, you had all sorts of villains all along the way. You played hard to get, you played the game and then you realized the game is hard and then you were your own worst enemy it was like an anime where they face like their shadow clone and they have to beat them wow. you were like i have to overcome myself it's like an anime saga this is when crazy. i like, hear your you, story you somewhat say all this and it's accurate and so cool i, I wouldn't even say it like that right wow. hey you know who to call to work at that anime about my, my myself <laughs> yeah no, but for real, I never thought I would ever get here. Really, not kidding. I thought I was just gonna maybe be broke and tell my stories, or I'll try to just work some other job on the side and still do what I love to do, which is tell stories and make films, make animation, whatever. And I am super grateful to everyone who played a part to you know get me here. You guys giving me a platform to talk about it, really, like it, it means a lot. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And the audiences, you know, everyone who is listening or going to. Yes. Thanks to our Thank listeners. You so for yeah. real. Thank like, you, everybody, for yeah, supporting the show. You're yeah, great. 
<laughs> Follow us on Twitter. We are um, at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drunk prompts and questions to ask yeah. our guests. Best podcast run by artists, amazing people, you know? So ah, you're so sweet. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. And thanks to our editor, Clemens. Uh, we couldn't make the show without her. She's doing great. Like, honestly, without her, like, this show would not exist. And yeah, for editing the podcast. Thanks, thanks to the editor. Because I know I don't sound cool. I'm sure when the podcast comes out, I might sound cooler than I do right now. So, hey, it's all the editor. Yeah, put the cool, put the cool filter up to Max on, uh, on his voice. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Make me sound real good. And, and thanks to Malik for helping us produce the show. If it wasn't for Malik, we would never have found a time to, for us to all hang out together. If um, you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Uh, becoming a patron helps us pay for Clemens and Malik. Without them, the show would not exist. So definitely helps make the show a thing. It gets you early access to your interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, V, and... I've been your host, Sean, a.k.a. Lord Spew, Prince of Darkness, Lord of Slime, Cyber, <laughs> Underlord, Warlord, Sorcerer of uh, Drawing, and Picture Inventor. Check me out on IMDb <laughs> and LinkedIn. Yeah, I am on IMDb. Peace. Keep being creative. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.